Pitt gets their 2023 high school quarterback in Ty Diffenbach. Let's talk about Diffenbach, what he brings to the table. We'll also see if Pitt can maybe land Dante Cephas and bring him back to Pittsburgh. It's all coming up today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. You are Locked on Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast. As always, I'm your host, Nick Fairball. Today's episode of the Locked on Pit podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, folks, let's talk about Pit's big news, right? They get Jerkovic earlier on Monday, very shortly thereafter. Ty Diffenbach commits quarterback from Aguara Hills, California. Frank Signetti had gone out of his way to look for quarterback prospects after Kenny Minchie decommitted. And Diffenbach is the guy he landed on as the priority guy, a UNLV commit. Has offers from UNL, uh, UNLV, of course. San Diego State was involved here. Um, so he is a guy that has an interesting profile because you can definitely argue for the upside. Now, three-star prospect, had an offer from Colorado too. But you can easily see the upside. But you also understand that he's a lottery ticket. And that's the way I would describe Diffenbach here. It's a lottery ticket. He's 6'5". He's 200 pounds. He just started playing quarterback. He was a receiver prior to his junior year in high school, had a huge junior season, suffered a knee injury in his senior year. So he didn't do much his senior year due to the injury. So he never really had the opportunity to get a senior blow up, if you will, after having a really, really good overall year in his junior season. And I think that was one of the things you looked at in his film and his resume was, okay, I see the profile for a guy that is much better than his offer sheet. And the tape is also very interesting, right? He's 6'5". So let's put that first. 6'5", 200. So he's very, very, very big. Um, and he is very thin, too. So he doesn't have a ton of, say, Jerkovic's qualities, right, where he's a big dude, a big burly dude that just bounces off guys. He can run. There's no doubt about that. He can throw on the run well, too, but he's not a guy that's going to do the, the magician stuff just quite yet. He's going to have to bulk up a little bit. And it's going to be fine because he's going to be afforded time to do that. Uh, here at Pitt, he is not going to be expected to be an instant starter. Um, he's going to have at least two, if not three, quarterbacks ahead of him his freshman year. He will have time to develop. But you look at some of the really good qualities. Man, this guy's got a bazooka. I mean, he really has a bazooka of an arm. Uh, it's very, very similar type of arm to someone like a Keaton Slovis who just could push the ball effortlessly 
to wherever he wanted to, right? And, and Diffenbach can hit all areas of the field, but he's very raw mechanically. He's a, he's his accuracy is everywhere. He's super raw, and that is something that is intriguing and also bad. I mean, but the tools are all there. He can run. He's very mobile. He's a guy that has really, really good vision already in the run game. So he can get designed quarterback runs. You can run him out on designed rollouts, all of this stuff. He's got the whole athletic traits package for that. He is a really diverse talent in terms of what he can do and if he reaches his potential. If he reaches his potential, he's going to be a starting quarterback at the Power 5 level. But he's got to reach that level. And I don't want to say that he's going to be a starter because he is so raw. He is rawer than raw. They are going to have to develop him for two, three years and see what happens here. But he's young. He's going to need to get his body reshaped. He's going to have to work his mechanics over again. He's going to have to do all these different things. And then we'll see where he stands. But (laughs) there are quarterbacks every year that you see across Power 5 and even lower than that that end up being freak shows. Right. I mean, we, we've seen guys like that go to the NFL. Um, I mean, you could point out someone that's very similar profile wise to a Diffenbachish type of guy. So if he does work out, what does he end up being? Does he have a similar profile as a Josh Allen type? Right. A two star that went to Wyoming, um, didn't get noticed by power of schools so like Diffenbach did um, and Pitt. But could he end up being that at his ceiling? I'm not sure he's that He's going to be that good, but he has the tools to be a freak show, right? You, you look at other guys that were obviously highly ranked, uh, more highly ranked than Diffenbach was, but had those tools that were raw and were chaotic when they were on the field. Think an Anthony Richardson or a Malik Willis, right? These guys that super toolsy, super raw. But Diffenbach's even raw than that. And his recency to the quarterback position makes him so intriguing in that way. So it's a lottery ticket. That is what it is. But the tools are all there that if this lottery ticket hits, Pitt could have something pretty special in that regard. But Diffenbach is super raw. Um, And the coaches have to coach him up, rework his mechanics. They're going to have to get him in the process of working a pro offense, which is going to be tough because that's a big jump mentally when you've only been playing the quarterback position really for a year because of the injury to his knee. Um, So he's going to have to really develop and and marinate and and learn all the ins and outs of quarterback play. But his profile as a guy with high upside is a very fun one to look at. And so I look at him and I just see great upside. I see a a team that can 100% have – Something for him to develop with. Frank Sagan has to have a long-term vision with this guy. And if he can end up hitting, it could be very, very special in that regard. But he does need to hit, and he does need to develop a lot. From a physical standpoint, from a mental standpoint, all of it needs to come to fruition together. And we don't quite know what that will look like just yet, but Diffenbach is a really, really, really fine lottery ticket at this point. Um, in the process, that is what he is. Pitt is taking a lottery ticket. Hit a Jerkovich now, kind of round out this quarterback class. I don't think that Pitt is done adding, though, to this room. Um, 
And we'll talk about Christian Veo tomorrow. Um, but that's who it sounds like they're going after, at least in terms of the younger quarterbacks. I think there's going to be a three-pronged process here in that they got their grad transfer in Jerkovich. They got their high school quarterback in Diffenbach. He's kind of the the wild card of the group. You never know what he's going to be. And then you kind of want a more, little bit more proven guy, but a guy that's younger that maybe has three, year, three years of eligibility, like a Christian Bayou. And we've heard those rumors swirling. And so I do want to discuss that tomorrow and talk about that possibility. But I think this three-pronged process is, is looking good. So credit to Frank Signetti for getting this kind of together. They get a lottery ticket in Diffenbach. They get an experienced grad transfer that knows the system in Djurkovic. And now they need to get that, that third piece, which is that middle ground. A guy that can come in and compete with Nate Yarnell to be the starting quarterback in the post-Djurkovic era. Because that's what Pitt really needs to do, right? They need to stop going to the portal every year and trying to get grad transfers. Um, what they need to do is they need to get someone in-house that's ready to go. And whether that's Bayou or someone else or Yarnell, whoever could be, I think that's where Pitt really has to look. And Pitt has to essentially decide what they want to do um, in regard to the quarterback position. But I think that's the setup is they need another younger guy to compete with Yarnell next year. And that's where you kind of go forward after the Djurkovic era. All right, let's talk about Dante Cephas because this could be a huge land for Pitt. But first, folks, want to let you know about LinkedIn Jobs. Because, folks, listen, there's no easier way to post your jobs and find the, find the candidates that are best for you than LinkedIn Jobs. Folks, you want to be 100% certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available everywhere. And trust me, LinkedIn Jobs can do that for you. All you have to do is add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screen questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Folks, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast as we are talking here about frenzy of the portal and the high school land of Pitt's having a very busy week, as you can imagine, in the portal and both on the road, going to do in-home visits, going to look at guys in the portal, trying to recruit these guys in the portal. It is pulling them one after the other, and it is crazy. But outside of Jerkovic, the biggest name – to have entered the portal that could realistically probably come to pit is Dante Cephas. Now, if you don't know who Dante Cephas is, he is a former Penn Hills player that went to Kent State, had a great career at Kent State, and is now in the portal. And some people reported before he even entered the portal um, that it was possible he could come to pit. Um, it, it was a possibility that he would be looking to come home. Now, will he come home? I don't know. I think it's definitely possible still. I think people are getting very, 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 very pessimistic about their chances at getting him. Now, I understand why. Just to run down some of the offers Dante Cephas has gotten since he's entered the transfer portal. Penn State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, Georgia, Kansas, Maryland, Virginia Tech, 
Miami, West Virginia, Pitt. This is a this is an incredible list. I and mean, we're talking about a national footprint that is trying to get him in elite programs like Georgia. We're talking about Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Penn State, all in this cachet. But don't put it past Pitt in this area to maybe win this recruitment. I'll say that first of all. It's easy to get pessimistic about it, and they might not land on Cephas. But I think it's possible he still comes to Pitt. But it's going to be about, okay, look at your options. Look at what's going on around you. NIL is probably going to be a factor for this, but certainly an NFL evaluation is too. Dante Cephas is good enough to go to the next level, and he's going to want to put out good tape at a really good team to where he can get that to happen. And so Cephas is really fun in a lot of ways because this is a guy, man, that is big, fluid, can win at all three levels of the field. If you're looking at... A guy Pitt could use in the receiving core. And you know Pitt needs two or three of them, probably, in addition to the freshman. Man, Cephas would be a massive, massive land for Pitt. He is going to be potentially, I mean, he would be probably the second best receiver on this team, if not the best right away. Um, I mean, it is it, he is that good. Um, he, Jared Winnick, and Adam Mumfield will produce one of the best wide receiving cores in the ACC. I'm very confident in that. If he were to come to Pitt, I think that would be very, very, very true. Um, Cephas is a priority target. He has to be priority number one for me in the portal right now. Uh, just because he's, he's at such a position of need, he's a winnable recruit, even though you have a national footprint and because he's so good. Um, I think that you combine these three things together and you have things working for you where you can pull a recruit that would usually you wouldn't have a chance at, right? Georgia offers a recruit like this, Oklahoma, Miami, Notre Dame, Penn State. Pitt's not going to be in it, but he's from Penn Hills. And there could be that chance that, okay, maybe he wants to come home or maybe he really likes Pitt's building here. I think that there's that possibility to where maybe they can convince Dante Cephas that Pitt is the best place for him. And I don't know if that's going to end up happening. But I think they need to do a very, very diligent job on this. Don't get scared just because Georgia offered. Don't get scared just because all these top schools offered. This is a fantastic football player. Pitt needs to get Dante Cephas on campus. And again, we're talking about a guy that's bigger and that slots right into that Z rule absolutely beautifully. Absolutely beautifully. He does just about everything you would want from your guy. Six foot one. He's listed at 186, but he's definitely bigger now. You can tell he's probably more around 205, 210-ish. Had over 1,200 yards in 2021, nine touchdowns. He looks dynamic. He's a solid route runner. He's got good hands. This is a guy that can win at all levels of the field. And Dante Cephas is a really impressive receiver. And I know people will get paranoia from having Mac receivers, right? Oh, Kanani Monfield didn't blow his expectations out of the water right away. 
it's fine. It can take guys a year to get transitioned, but I don't think it's going to take a year for Dante Seeps. He's already ready to go. If he went pro right now, I wouldn't even blame him. So I think this is a guy Pitt has to land. I think he'd be a great add to the receiver room. So we'll see kind of what's going on there. That Now I do want to look over, though, at potential other targets that Pitt has at least offered and, and could potentially add um, through the portal here. But first, folks, I want to let you know about Bet Online. This looks betonline.net is your number one source for your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer, esports, they've got it all at betonline.net. And folks, if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Folks, they're the fastest and easiest way to get their bet your betting fix wherever you want. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody. Let's talk about this. Pitt landed Ty Diffenbach. Dante Cephas is clearly very high on their list of guys that they could potentially land. Well, if they can't land Dante Cephas, which is a very conceivable notion, who could they potentially land? Well, They've offered a few receivers, and I think it's pretty clear that they're not just trying to get one receiver. They're trying to get two, um, if possible. Probably another guy through the portal, and probably one more as well um, in terms of recruits, right? They are looking at guys to try and get that. But you look at Dejon Reynolds, um, a Florida transfer who was just offered tonight by Pitt. Um, That is an interesting player to me because you look – at him and he is explosive and he wins in a lot of different ways and he wins through his fluidity and speed he's fast man and he was kind of buried in this rotation for florida at wide receiver but you can tell the natural tools had a huge game against vanderbilt and that was something that you can't overlook because of the way he won in those games. He won in those games against Vanderbilt, and whenever he did get big plays, he won through his route running and through his ability to stack corners. And I think that's very translatable to a Signetti scheme where, man, you're running a lot of pokes, you're running a lot of goes, you're running a lot of crossers, you're running a lot of vertical different routes in these shot plays, and I think Reynolds fits that pretty well. Now, Pitt's going to have competition here, too. I mean, he's a, he's a legit SEC athlete. You look at him, the athleticism pops off the tape. You can see the body control pops off the tape. He is a guy that wins at a lot of different areas of the field. And so you feel like Pitt could potentially have a chance to get a guy that wins downfield. Um, he does remind me a little bit of Taysier Mack. I, I think that's a guy that you can realistically compare him to wins in contested catch situations. And he certainly can win at the deep level, but more importantly, when you look at what Reynolds is going to bring in the portal already offered by Mississippi state, I'm going to guess that he's going to get even more offers. This is a guy that had the load and cachet of offers in and out of high school, we're talking about LSU, Georgia. Um, we're talking about the top teams. 
right now in the SEC, Pac-12, Big 12, all of those teams. And, and so he's going to have offers, but Pitt could potentially land him. I like that Pitt's going after big fish here, right? They also get Ali Jennings uh, on the offer list. And he's a guy from Old Dominion. A uh, little bit of a lower level, different type of receiver, but first team all Sunbelt um, in 2022. Came from West Virginia early on in his career. But it looks like that he has come together. And you watch any Old Dominion game. You watch that game against Virginia Tech, for example. And Ollie Jennings took over that game in the clutch moment. I mean, he had 122 yards in that game. And when they needed him the most, he showed up. Ollie Jennings is a really, really productive football player, man. And, and you look at his production against Power 5 competition. There was that Virginia Tech game where I said 5 for 122 against Virginia, 7 for 97 and a touchdown. Um, He is a guy that continuously shows out uh, throughout his tape. And he had five 100-plus yard games this season. He is an impressive big-bodied receiver that's going to go up and win above the rim. And he has showcased the ability to do that against Power 5 competition. So I think Pitt's fitting a prototype here. They're fitting bigger guys that they want, like can win in contested catch situations, that like can win downfield, which makes sense given the Frank Cincinnati scheme. They want guys that can win above the rim. They want guys that can win downfield because right now it's only Jared Wayne, and they don't feel like they probably have a guy that can consistently win above the rim when Bud Means hadn't shown that all year. And so these three – these three receivers right now are obviously the three we know about. There are probably more that they're going to be talking to over the next few days. Um, but I think Cephas is obviously the golden gem of that group. I think he might be one of the best receivers if the players in the portal this year. I think he's that good. I'm that high on Dante Cephas. I think Ollie Jennings, though, really fun player. Um, and I think – he has showcased that ability to win at this level as well, just like Cephas has. Cephas has had big games against Power 5 teams, right? And then you look at Reynolds, and he's a much more easier projection. You have him at Florida. You know what he can do in an environment. He's an SEC athlete. You have really good kind of surroundings around all three of these guys. and I think that in particular is going to create a really fun dynamic where Pitt's going to try and go after whoever they want. And they're going to go and compete with the big dogs. And I think it's a very, very, very smart strategy. Pitt should not be settling for talent. They should be going after talent. And I think when maybe you get a few decommits in the recruiting process, well, you make up for that by getting really talented transfers at this point, right? And that's where it kind of goes. And so Pitt, it is really, really going to have to kick this into high gear, but they have three solid offers of similar profiles but different receivers already, and they definitely need receivers. This is the single biggest need on this team this offseason. They have to land a few wide receivers and help out Phil Djurkovic next year. It cannot just be Kanane Mumfield and Jared Wayne. They need depth. They need guys that could win at all three levels. They need diversification of this group too with different skill sets. It's going to be a really, really different group that's going to branch out in different areas. But I think Pitt has the ability with these three guys, if they can land one of them, maybe even two of them, 
they'll be looking good. And of course, they're going to add more to that cachet. But this receiver transfer portal market, a big one to watch for Pitt. As I said, tomorrow we're going to talk about Christian Veyu. Let's see what ends up happening with Pitt and Veyu. Could Pitt land him? We'll talk about that tomorrow, folks. And we'll talk about Pitt men's basketball. They go to Vanderbilt. We'll see what happens if they can continue to build on the momentum they have right now. Folks, that's coming up tomorrow on the Locked on Pitt podcast. As always, thank you for listening. And as always, hail to Pitt.